Hey, this is Kate and Jesse of the Cocktails and Content Creation Podcast. We can't believe that we are celebrating one year since we launched our first episode. And we really want to thank all of our listeners who have been with us since the beginning, as well as those who have joined us along the journey. And we're so excited for you to see what we have in store for you for our second year. We hope you'll keep coming back for more episodes. Now let's get on to the show. This is Cocktails and Content Creation. Let's do this. You have to think about the cost of doing business, building that into your rates. And it's not just your time. It's the equipment that it takes to create whatever product you're selling. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 41. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We'd love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're talking about a really important subject, uh, something I think everybody needs to think about which is how to figure out your rates when you're just starting out. But before we get into the heavy stuff, Jesse, what are you drinking today? Mm, I'm keeping it simple. Going with a glass of wine. We are back to our boxed wine situation. Uh, uh, We're so classy. We're just... No, I mean, if it's good, it's good. High class here. Uh, Yep, just drinking some white uh, Pinot Grigio. Well... Simple. I love a good Pinot. It's funny, I... So a couple months ago when I like officially like filed my DBA and everything, mm-hmm. I opened the bottle of Moe and Chandon that I had bought for our, the photo shoot that we did. Mm-hmm. And so I finally did it. And I mean, it was absolutely delicious. Right. But then I, <sighs> I a couple of days later, I had like some cheap champagne and I was just like, this is, I mean, this is just good. <laughs> I know I'm no connoisseur. So. I'm not a connoisseur at all. But, no, um, no. You know, I can usually just tell. I usually my like level of connoisseur is like, mm, is it too dry? Because I don't like overly oh, dry wine. Yep. Um, and then too, too like, I do like sweet wine. Like a Gewurztraminer, like is like very sweet, but sometimes it can be almost too sweet. So, like, usually I just don't mm. like it too dry. And that's really the end of my n- wine. Do you knowledge. know, do you know when, when I'm, and I can tell the difference, what I can tell the difference with is chocolate. Mm. I can tell the difference between good, like, Palmer's is chocolate flavoring, people. It's not chocolate. It's chocolate flavored candy. So it's mm. not real chocolate. So I can tell the difference, like, I can actually taste the difference between that and then, like, Hershey's, which I still, I still like Hershey's, but, like. Oh, when I have a piece of really good chocolate, I know it. Mm. I know it. Interesting. <laughs> you can tell like how much, what is it? Cacao I can tell. Well, I can tell just like the quality of the ingredients that are being used and oh, stuff like that. So fancy. So Look at you. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my. You have I mean, to start still... a new. You have to start like a new podcast on chocolate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got a lot of, I got too much on my plate yeah. already, Jesse. Okay. Don't, yeah. don't, don't give me more work. All right. Which speaking of work, that's kind of what we're going to be talking. Well, that is what we're going to be talking about, you know, working and how, how you figure out what you're going to charge people when you're just starting out. Because sometimes it's, it's like, I've definitely made some serious mistakes, like completely underestimated what I need to be charging people and, and realized that I've made absolutely zero dollars on certain projects. I don't know about you. 
Yeah. So um, when, yes, I've made a lot of mistakes with pricing and mm-hmm. I think what ends up happening or what I, what I personally experienced and I also see happening in the industry, especially with photography and actually even a lot of other industries is that when you're first starting out, a lot of the times it's like a side gig, right? It's a side hustle. So you may not be thinking about, well, you know, everything I make is just going to be profit because, you know, I just, even a photographer, well, I already bought my camera. Like if I make a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there, like it's, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's profit. So I think many of us get stuck in the, it's just a hobby mindset, which for many of us it is. But when you start taking money, it's no longer a hobby. It's a business um, from the the tax perspective as well. (laughs) Um, You know, and you may not even need to make a lot of money, but what a lot a lot of what happens is you eventually realize, oh, I do enjoy this. I want to make more money. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself in a situation where it's now difficult to raise those rates or you have this imposter syndrome of, well, I was just charging $100. How can I go now to like charging, you know, more than that? Yeah. So I think that's, I see a lot of that happening. Well, people also need to take their time into like, I know for me, I, I definitely, when I first started out in, in like just with my influencer stuff, I, when people were like offering me gifted collaborations, I was like, well, I get this free thing and I love doing it. So it's not a big deal if I don't get paid. And I was working full time at the, you know, at the time. So I already had an income going on. And then I was realizing, well, yeah, okay, maybe I'm getting this free product, but the cost of the product versus the time I'm putting into and and the effort I'm putting into writing about it, shooting content for whatever, you know, whatever requirements they're asking of me, getting the word out about it, you know, people don't take their time into account nearly enough. Right. Um, so I think, I mean, and I mean, even if it is a hobby, you're still taking time mm-hmm. to do it. Exactly. That, you know, is it's valuable. Your time is valuable. And I think a lot of people do you forget that? And then kind of you alluded to this, like the car, like your camera, you know, there's, you have to think about the cost. This is something you've talked about. And this is something I've recently been learning is the cost of doing business, building that into your rates. And it's not just your time. It's the equipment that it takes to create whatever product you're selling. And it's nice these days because you, you can do a lot of like online products so there isn't maybe shipping costs or whatever, but you still have a computer and internet access. And, uh, you know, you should have a website, having a website with hopefully professionally shot images, all of that mm-hmm. costs money, the images cost money, the hosting, the website theme, you know, again, your time continuously updating everything, it all ends up costing money and that's something you need to build in and then taxes you know and I know Jesse you've got your you you actually have created a um a calculator that you sell in your shop Mm -hmm. um which shop is that is that business that's in the brand photographer method so yeah it's really more it's really more tailored to brand photographers but you know I think you do a great job of like showing people 
what they need to be taking into account in terms of figuring out, okay, I need this much money to live to pay my bills, and then taking into account those business expenses, but also taking into account taxes. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is going to what am I actually gonna have to charge somebody to make sure that I'm actually making even just making out even so I can pay those, those bills, student loans for those of us with student loans and stuff like that. Yeah. So the, I guess like the meat of this talk, you know, today's episode is how to figure out your rates when you're just starting out. And actually this can apply for anybody really, even if you're not starting out, but in the most simplest way that I look at doing this is taking if you know, this is hard to, to explain in a non visual format, but let me break it down mm-hmm. to you. So, you want to start out with how much would you like to make a year? What's your salary that you would like to make? And, you know, taking into account, like, what are your living expenses? Okay, do I need to make $60,000 a year? Do I need to make $30,000 a year? Do I need to make $100,000 a year? And or do you, you know that that need and want sort of put together into your goal salary? So you've got your goal salary. So let's say it's you know fifty thousand dollars a year. Then you're going to say, okay, now what are my expenses to run my business? Now many of us just starting out, you may have no clue. Like, you're like, I'm just starting out. Like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to spend money on. So I usually tell people just starting out that really don't have a lot of, like, hard costs, like uh, physical equipment or you're not renting space. You know, you're just kind of working out of your working out of your closet like Kate right now. (laughs) Working out of your closet with your laptop (laughs) and, like, that's it. You're doing things digitally so you don't have to worry about shipping. So let's say in that situation, I always tell people at least $5,000 a year. Like that's a bare minimum of expenses that you're probably going to have. Yeah. So let's say your salary goal is $55,000. You're going to have $5,000 in expenses. You need to make $55,000 a year to do that. So now you know what your annual salary goal is. And then you want to break that down to how many days do I want to work a year, you know, taking into yep. a vacation time. So, or how many weeks I usually do it by weeks. So for me, I usually like to take at least three, three to four weeks off. So I'm going to subtract that from 52 weeks a year. So that's what 48 weeks a year. And then how many days can I actually perform my job, my service? And many of us are you know, moms or parents or have mm-hmm. other, if you are doing this as a side hustle, maybe you can only work one day a week. So if you're able to work two days a week for 48, 48 weeks a year, you're going to multiply that. That's 80. That's, uh, gosh, what is the math on that? That's don't um, ask me. 48 and 48 is 16 carry the one 90, 96, 96 days that you can work right so now we're at fifty five thousand dollars you need to make you can work 96 days a year divide that you're gonna get your daily rate that's like the most simple way that you can do this now i didn't take into account taxes because that's just gonna like you know you all can sit down and figure out your tax brackets and even that's like a crazy thing assume a 30 percent assume 30 percent of your income is going to go to taxes right and that's how that's that's the most basic way you can do it. My calculator in my shop 
um, does it for you, assuming the 30% tax bracket, obviously anybody in other countries or different states or, you know, however you file, it's going to be different, but it assumes that and you can adjust that in the formula if you need to. And again, to, you know, they, as you said, Jesse, you know, if you're working on your closet and you don't, you don't have a ton of expenses, I would highly suggest sitting down and like even creating a Google sheet for those expenses, even if you are more of a digital product producer, because I thought to myself, I don't have that many expenses. That's, you know, but I actually sat down and like crafted it out and I was like, it's this much a month for this thing that I do. And it's like, like I have a Canva subscription and, you know, I like, want to, you know, I want to hire you to do my photos and stuff like that. You know, everything does end up costing money. So, you know, not just kind of saying, oh, well, I don't have that much overhead. Just you may not. But just sitting down and actually figuring that out, I think, is a huge. Yeah, you have to be pretty honest with what you're spending money on. So, yes, there's Canva, there's Lightroom, there's Photoshop, mm-hmm. there's Tailwind, there's any of your social media Planally. apps that are the freemiums or the, you know, you're paying for it. There's business insurance that, you know, someone like me, I have to carry business insurance. There's right. um, lawyer fees. I don't need my lawyer every single year, but I'm certainly update my contract regularly. Or, you know, if I ever need to ask or anything, there's lawyer fees, there's equipment um, rentals. I sometimes still rent various lenses that I don't carry in my arsenal because I don't need them every time. There's cleaning fees. I just spent $300 to get my lenses and my equipment cleaned. Um, wow. But yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, good. It's, it's all good stuff, but you have to, you know, and the yeah. other thing that is, you know, when you're just starting out, it, as Kate mentioned, writing all of these down and keeping track of it in a Google sheet or an Excel sheet, however you mm-hmm. want, I, now that I am much higher volume and Mm -hmm. I have expenses, this is going to sound bad, but like flying out the wazoo that I'm just (laughs) like, you know, I've got this subscription, that subscription, this thing, that thing. I couldn't manually keep up with it anymore. So now everything runs through QuickBooks. And And that's another expense right there. Yeah. That's like 30 bucks a month or whatever. Which isn't, which isn't terrible, but every, everything does add up. The other thing is, so the other thing I I wanted to pick your brain about, um, because I think it depends on the industry, but especially when you're first starting out, like, well, not that I'm first starting out, but, you know, I'm still figuring things out. And I think we all are. I don't put my rates on my, on my website, but yeah, I I have a very different job. I have a different kind of job from you. Yeah. So there is school of thoughts, you know, put them out there, not put them out there for me and my service. Since I generally work, my service is pretty repeatable. That's Mm -hmm. usually, I think when it's a good reason to put it on your website or a good um, indicator when to put it on your website is if your service is repeatable. Um, So most of my clients fit within one of my packages. So I'm able to put my pricing on my website because they're going to say, yep, I need package whatever, and let's go with it. There is occasion though, where I'm working with maybe a bigger brand where their licensing fee is going to be beyond what I normally charge in my base packages and I'll need to generate a specific quote, or maybe they need a multi-day shoot or whatever it is. But in your situation, and maybe you can dive into this a little bit more is you're probably quoting, like not everybody needs the same thing at this point. 
Right. So I work when I'm writing for other, like when it comes to my influencer influencer business, I have kind of a pretty set rate. You know, it's this much for one Instagram post. It's this much for a reel. You know, if you want to license the photos that I take, it's this much, you know, so that's pretty set in stone. But considering I, you know, that's more of a, um, the personal side of my business, you know, I have a separate, um, a press kit that I send out to uh, partnerships that has that information. Like I don't have that up on my website because that's, as I said, it's just kind of like that's, I consider more my personal side of my business for the writing side. When I'm writing for other clients, I have a lot of different kinds of clients. So I have you, you know, and you're a photographer, but you don't need a ton of images on your website. Um, because though you're trying to show people, yes, your work, you're also more doing into the part of educating them. Whereas when I work with a lot of my wedding photographers and um, wedding planners, they want the images because they want people to see their talent when it comes to the wedding and, and getting all of the different parts of the day, the big day. And um, or when if they're a wedding planner, you know, showing all of those little details that make a wedding so special. So you know, I look at, okay, it's going to be, you know, 50 images versus like the 10 I usually put on yours. You know, that's like a max usually. Um, so I take that into account. I take into account word count because some people, while there's, you know, Google has kind of a set rate of how many words they want to see on a page, like, you know, one person, it doesn't make sense for them to have a lo- whole long thousand word piece on something whereas another person will want that thousand word piece on whatever they're talking about you know they might want 300 so it it, I have to take into account images and word count and um how many drafts it's going to necessarily take to get things back and forth if that makes sense I tried to make it well so so I think with a lot of people in in your situation in including like even graphic designers they usually include so many rounds of revisions right um, right so that's that's you know that back and forth and then really the key there is setting expectations clearly on and say you know you get one revision two revision whatever yeah. it is i mean i yep. i have seen unlimited revisions but that is in my opinion setting yourself up oh that's for exactly, a world yeah. of hurt <laughs> so yeah. Well, and that's, and that's exactly it. Like I have some clients who the one revision is fine for them. Whereas other clients, they, uh, you know, they really want to dive deep into things and, you know, get into, well, you know what, I'd actually want to add this, or I actually want to add that. And that might not have been something that was necessarily part of it to begin with. And I think a lot of it is just sometimes working with business owners that don't necessarily know exactly what they want to put out there and you're Mm -hmm. almost taking them through that learning process but I have to consider that when it comes Mm -hmm. to my my rates because it's like okay you're again it comes back to this issue of time you're taking more of my time and that's fine I'll do it but it's going to cost you more Mm -hmm. and that's just what ends up being and I think you know um the other thing about increasing your rates like I I don't know how how often do you increase your rates um, does it I think it, every year I look at my expenses and, yep. um, my goals for the following year. So at least, I mean, at least once a year, um, there, there's a couple of 
things I've seen in the industry where you increase it every so many clients you get. Um, I would say that, that you should yeah. be consistently, you should be, it's less about how often, like, I don't think there's a set way you should, you should do it, but you should be constantly looking at your goals and your expenses to making sure that you're like in alignment. Um, I would say as a photographer, it probably is better to increase them slowly throughout the year, which I just don't. Um, and I'm terrible at that. Um, you know, every so many clients that you book, I think it was Jenna Kutcher that even said like every three or fourth client, she would increase her prices just a little bit. So, and I, and I, I actually agree with that. I think that's perfectly fine. I would say, um, at a minimum though, every year, you know, when you're filing your taxes, you should be looking and evaluating what you want your next year's goals to be and making sure that your rates are going to get you there. I do it at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. I figure, I mean, while you're, I, I agree with what you're saying for me, it just, it, kind of makes sense. And it's just easier for me to manage at mm-hmm. this point, you know, as I get a little further out and, and more, you know, I get more client regular clients. Cause I do a lot of one-offs with like, you know, cause copywriting, it's like, I need an about me page, you know? Okay. Well that's this much. And it's a one and done situation. Um, but when it comes to like the, the, I guess once I get more like regular clients, maybe I'll, I'll try more of that mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. approach. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's so is, you know, I think the big thing for me is just taking into your account, your time and your expenses to me. That's the, that's the biggest takeaway. Cause I wasn't doing that in the beginning and I totally underpriced myself. Is that a way to say it? Underpriced? I'm just going to yeah. use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think being honest with how much time you spend, again, people fall into this trap of I'm just doing it as a hobby. So whatever mm-hmm. I make, I make, but at the same time, this hobby is going to be taking away time from your family, from your kids, if mm-hmm. you have kids. Um, so, and that time is valuable. You don't want to wake up, you know, three years later and say, oh my gosh, I haven't like, I just feel like I haven't spent any time with my family and I, and I haven't made and a I have nothing to show those. for it. And I'm yeah. nothing to show for it because I'm not making any money either. So I think that's really important. I also, one thing is, you know, looking um, to see what others are charging. You really can't do that. Everybody's expenses and business um, goals are different, whether it's, you know, higher or lower than yours, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's completely personal. I do think that there is, you can tell when someone is like undercharging. So, you know, I'm not, yeah, you know, like for example, you see, and I was guilty of this too, for starting out photographers charging like $75 for like an hour session. Like, so that does not, that, that will not make you money in today's world. The cost yeah. of living and inflation is a, has gone up. There is no way that you could be an entrepreneur and have at least the bare minimum as a photographer yes. and charge $75 like for No matter how many clients you bring on. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's just no way it just doesn't happen. So I think you just really have to be honest with yourself. And the other thing is, you know, being it's scary, you know, tr- increasing your rates. It's scary looking at some of these numbers, but, and I was terrified when I raised my rates as a brand photographer, but if you are, the other thing, which maybe we need another episode is how to convey um, your worth as the value, your, your the value providing. of your service of your offer. I yeah. have people, you know, that don't bat an eye at my 
rates and maybe that's an indication I need to increase them, but they, they know that they want to work with me and Mm -hmm. they are willing to make the investment in their own business. So it's maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe being able to say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm giving you for this, this amount. The other thing, please, please, please people stop posting. Like I'm looking for a reasonable photographer or a reasonable copywriter or something on these Facebook groups. It that doesn't charge an arm and a leg. What's yeah, that? that doesn't, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how much, how much does an arm and a leg go for these days? Yeah, I know. It just, oh. well, it's, it's just, and, and don't, and the other thing is don't just try to underprice yourself to, to beat out the competition. It's not, it's not going to help you in the end. Right. At all. Because again, you're going to under, you're going to undervalue yourself. So that's my, those are my little gripes and complaining like at the end. Like <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully this is helpful to our listeners. You know, you can take yeah. a look at, or, you know, re-listen to that sort of example I gave you as a starting point, take into account your time and your expenses as Kate like hammered down because she's like in the pro and she's in, in the working on it herself. And so, yeah. and it's real. I've been there myself. I do it every year, but um, and then don't undercharge because you're just going to kick yourself later because you're going to be frustrated, tired that you're doing all this work for nearly nothing. And it's, you're going to say like, this totally isn't worth it. <laughs> you will say that. And then yeah. you'll say, oh, well, what will make it worth it? Oh, increasing your, your rates will make it yeah. worth it. So, yeah, we want people to follow their dreams, not let their dreams kind of suck the souls out of them so with that being said thank you so much for listening to cocktails and content creation if you want to check out the show notes head to cocktailsandcontentcreation.com you can join our facebook group for more lovely tidbits like this cocktails and content creation community uh and we'd love it if you'd follow us on instagram at cocktails and content creation i'm kate andrews and you can follow me on instagram at fashionably kate and co and I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. And you can follow me at the Brand Photographer Method if you're into brand photography. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.